0: 390 in our songbooks 390 love lifted me amen 390 as we get started this evening 402. 402. Like a river glorious is God's perfect peace. Amen. 402. page 51, page 51. Blessed Assurance. Amen. 51. Blessed Assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God. Savior, all the day long. amen and you can be seated
1: all right if you need a prayer list raise your hand we'll have brother teddy get you on there uh, i think we got them out and uh, we had 94 this morning so we praise the lord for that and uh, we are only six short of a hundred let's Let's see if we can't climb that last little six. Amen. Uh, just pray about that if you would. Um, since uh, last Sunday, we've moved Candy into her apartment, and she's settling out pretty well. And um, and the walls are finished downstairs. The tile's being laid, and... Um, at this point, uh, I don't know what happened to our tile guys. Pray for them. Uh, they went out sightseeing this afternoon. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, uh, they may uh, may find their way back. Uh, does anybody know, is there a lot of construction on the trains this weekend? Uh-oh. Okay. Well, now we know where they are. Uh, so just... Uh, well, well, I sent them to uh, uh, Steinway Street. Is the R train all messed up? The R train's running on the F line. Yeah, the N train's all messed up. They had it closed down yesterday, so I sent them on the Steinway Street because of the water main break. But uh, oh well, we'll pray for them that uh, they'll find their way home. Amen. But uh, praise the Lord, they're here and. Uh, uh, if you want to see uh, the tile, uh, it is being started downstairs. And, um, oh, uh, well, we'll get to that in a minute. And uh, let's see. What else? What else praise the Lord about? Somebody got something else. Any testimonies tonight? Miss Mariana? Amen. Thank you for your Amen. Peter. Praise the Lord for the two new jobs I like got. I'm working at a full time job working for a gentleman who does insulation security systems, and I also had some work in the and the doctor's office. I opened those last week and both went well. Okay, so we can take Peter off the job list. I don't think he needs any more. Now, no, Rita. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right. Anyone else? Rhoda. Amen. Paul. Amen. Looking around here, anyone else? Praise the Lord for all those that volunteered hours in the last two weeks. We uh, should be uh, shortly after tonight's service. Uh, we should have just about everything done that the tile guys needed done. And uh, so we we'll praise the Lord for willing hearts and helping hands. We'll try to get back on a pretty, start getting back on a regular schedule here, which I'm praising the Lord about. Anything else? All right, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your provision. Lord, we thank you for all the things that you do. And Lord, we thank you that we can trust you. We thank you for the love that you give us. Lord, we thank you for the forgiveness of sins. We thank you for the ability to be called your servants. We thank you that your word tells us you desire to use us Lord, we are so unworthy. We thank you that you have blessed us and worked in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Brother Franz?
0: Well, let's stand and uh, turn to page 100. <coughs> Jesus is all the world to me. Amen. 100. <laughs> i
1: your Bibles if you would and turn to the book of Psalms. We're going to look at Psalm 37 tonight. That verse has been coming up uh, in several sermons here of late and uh, figured it wouldn't hurt us just to examine the Psalm. Believe it or not, we're going to try to get through all 40 verses uh, in the next few moments here. And um, we're going to just uh, kind of Uh, wander through this psalm, pick up a few things. One of the uh, general rules as you're reading your Bible is look for commands in the Scripture. There's a lot of things that God gives us in the Bible that are reasons for obeying the commands, but look for the commands. And and uh that's what we're going to do in this psalm tonight is we're just going to go through it looking for the commands that are there. God wants us to do some things, and we're going to actually start we're going to jump the gun just a little bit. go down to verse four. This is a verse that a lot of people uh really like and they they love this verse and they love to quote it and you'll find it on plaques and and things and and uh and uh but it doesn't mean what they say it means let's start in verse 4 it says delight thyself also in the lord and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart now uh the bible is a book that people love to use and abuse uh because if the bible uh uh if how let me start over again if If you can find a Bible verse that agrees with what you're trying to do, well, then you feel justified. Now, what we're trying to do here at Open Door Bible Baptist Church is exactly the opposite, amen? We are trying to get our lives to agree with the Bible, not the other way around. Uh, This is the problem with the purpose-driven uh, I don't want to say purpose-driven life or purpose-driven ministry or purpose-driven anything. Uh, the only purpose that ought to drive anything is the glorification of the Lord Jesus Christ. And the problem with all of this, quote-unquote, the, the best-selling non-fiction book in American history is Rick Warren's purpose-driven series. It is laying the foundation for the Church of Antichrist. Because Antichrist is going to promise you what you want. But he's not going to give it to you. That's the basis of all advertising. We're having problems with American car companies building cars that Americans want to drive. What is advertising? It is telling you that their product is what you want. I was listening to an interview of some guy um, he's supposed to be the biggest guy in radio uh years ago i I think it was David Ingram or Dan Ingram was his name. Does anybody even know who he is uh, That shows you how ignorant I am. he's supposed to be some great guy. I have no idea who Dan Ingram was other than he used to spin records on w a b c radio and uh but I was listening to the interview trying to figure out who in the world this guy is. Why is he so important? You know what he said? He said, I told people, I talked to people through the radio and I told them what they wanted to hear. I said, boy that just sounds like so much of what goes on in churches today. Because if you tell people what they want to hear, they'll come back and Listen to more until they decide that they don't want to hear that anymore, and they want to hear something else. Then they'll go somewhere else. And God puts this verse in here. He says, "Delight thyself also in the Lord, and He shall give thee desires of thine heart." And a lot of these new preachers take this verse, and they see, they go, and they try to take and show you that if if you give God what He wants, He'll give you what you want. I like what Brother Clayton said about that. He said. Don't make deals with God. Because what you're in essence doing is you're telling, Now, God, if you'll do this without my help, I'll do this without yours. God's not interested in deals. Now, we're going to put this verse in context here. Here's how you delight yourself in the Lord. Let's go back to verse 1. Fret not thyself because of evildoers. And let me ask you a question. How many of you have lost thought process, have sat there and tried to figure out what's going on in this world because of the deeds of wicked men? How many of us have done that? Come on, fess up, raise your hand. This church, you can't be honest here. You can't be honest anywhere. That is fretting yourself because of evildoers. Now, if you want to delight yourself in the Lord, it's stop wasting thought process, trying to figure out on how to stop wicked people from being wicked. Every so often we get all these we get letters. Send us money because we are fighting the battle of, and then it goes on. Just got a big one, my wife just got a big one from Beverly LeHaye concerned women of America we're going to stop them teaching homosexuality in the public school system well I'll tell you how you solve that problem take your kids out of the public school system amen that's how you solve that problem Uh, in fact that's the only way you're going to solve that problem Uh, don't send Beverly LaHaye money go buy some books file the papers, and take your kids out of school. Amen? Educate them at home. And you won't have to worry about that. If my kids turn out weird, it's because that's what I want them to be. Amen? And uh, it's not going to hurt them. Sometimes they think it does. It says, fret not thyself because of evildoers. I uh, I don't know if anybody else will fess up to this, but I mean, for several weeks after September 11th, every once in a while, I'll still hear a plane flying real low. How many of you have ever given a second thought? I wonder if this plane's going to hit something. Guilty. Fretting yourself because of evildoers. You can't delight yourself in the Lord until you stop fretting yourself because of evildoers. That is the first step. By the way, you're not going to outsmart the devil. I I know you're really intelligent and I know you've got great brain and God's given you a lot of things that maybe everybody else doesn't have, but you're not going to outsmart the devil. So stop fretting yourself because of evildoers. That's one of the reasons why I gave up conspiratorial theories years ago because all they do is make me worry about what's going on in those dark, smoke-filled rooms where nobody knows what's happening. Because it ain't, amen? You do not fight evil by getting a baseball bat or a gun or a nuclear weapon or sitting there trying to figure out how you're going to stop them. The Bible says here, if you want to delight yourself in the Lord, this is the natural process. You've got to start at the beginning. The beginning is fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. Now, don't raise your hand on this one. But how many of you heard the story of those uh, eight meat packers in Nebraska that won the big Powerball lottery? Three hundred and fifty some million dollars—the biggest lottery in the history of the United States. By the time they divided it all up and paid their taxes, uh, they weren't getting three. Nobody got three hundred and fifty million dollars. I think it was about fifteen million dollars a piece, or something like that. Now, just a minute. How many? Don't raise your hands. Get ready. Hold on to them because you're going to want to. How many of you thought, what would I do if I had $15 million? That's being envious at the workers of iniquity. That's not going to help you delight yourself in the Lord. By the way, you have to stop fretting yourself because of evildoers. That's the first step. The second one is don't be envious against the workers of iniquity. There's a lot of people. Now, I hope, I hope and pray we don't have anybody here that watches The Sopranos. I guess the next series is just about ready to start or something. I see it all over the news and all that stuff. Don't watch that filth. Because what those shows are designed to do is make you want to be Tony Soprano or one of those other buffoons which one was it? One of those guys that was on that show decided he was going to be a real-time petty thief, and I hope he goes to jail. I really do. And he stole something here in Manhattan. Uh, does anybody remember that? It was, it was one of those goofball actors on that show, and uh, this, this happened about a year ago. I don't think he's gone to trial yet. Here's why. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass and wither as a green herb. If I were to ask how many people would like to be like John Gotti at the height of his power, now I hope no hands in here would go up, but there's people out there that would have, Man, be John Gotti. Wow. Walk down the street, everybody looks at me.
0: Ha <laughs> ha.
1: How many would like to die like John Gotti died? Hmm? Uh, there's a verse in the Bible that says, They shall be given the burial of a donkey. Just cast out the city gates. That was John Gotti. He died in a federal prison in Springfield, Missouri. I used to drive by it on my way to work. Cancer. Just died like a dog. Nobody cared. They all want to say, Oh, what a great guy he is. Now, come on. How much money do you have to pay somebody to sell, tell you what a great guy John Gotti was? I, I don't understand how anybody could call themselves a priest or any kind of religious person look themselves in the face. Uh, maybe they have no conscience. I guess they can't. But how soon are they cut down? They're, not, they're here today. They're gone tomorrow. Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be be thou envious against the workers of iniquity. For they shall soon be cut down like the grass, and wither as a green herb. Here's the next command. And by the way, you've got to do this before you get to delight thyself also in the Lord. Trust in the Lord and do good. Just trust in the Lord. I'm glad God is bigger than the Democrats. And I'm glad that He's not tied to the Republicans. And praise God, most of all, He's not an independent. Amen? God is not a moderate. Listen. Trust in the Lord and do good. Every moment you waste fretting about the doers of iniquity is a moment that you lose in your privilege in the ability that God gives you to do good. Every moment you waste being envious about the work of the workers against against the workers of iniquity, it says here, is a moment that you lose to do good. Because if you're trusting in the Lord and you're doing good, it says, So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. God will take care of you. One of our great problems is we try to take care of everything else. We try to take care of everybody else. Isn't it easy to solve somebody else's problems? How easy is it to solve somebody else's problems? Well, man, if that were me, all i do is i go out there and i just get it done. But then we go back to our set of problems and, well, it's not quite that easy for me. Trust in the Lord. Now, if I put my trust in God, now there's an and there, it's connected, and do good. then I can delight myself also. That word also is really important because if you're not trusting in the Lord and doing good, it doesn't do you any good to delight yourself in the Lord because it's empty and it's hypocritical and it's false. We talked about the breastplate of righteousness in the armor of God. It protects your heart. It is just simply doing right. It is the little things that will destroy you. Not big things, little things. It's when we're not careful about the little things. This is the process that will bring us to the point of delight. Now, if I were to ask you, what what is your delight? What, if, if you just had the opportunity to have something, to participate in something, to do something, that is just delightful to you what would it be? read a book? (laughs) Um, make a purchase of some kind? Um, go to a certain place? enjoy some activity? food? What would delight you? I mean, when you take time to do something for yourself, what do you do? Well, I'm just going to stop by that little shop and get me some of those little things that they sell in there and I'm just going to go home and enjoy myself when no one's watching and... No one's counting calories and no one's worried about this or that. I'm just... If we could do that with the Lord Jesus Christ, how different would our life be? That's what this means. Delight thyself also in the Lord. When's the last time you yearned? Or had that longing desire inside just to spend a few moments with the Lord Jesus in prayer and in Bible reading. That's what delight thyself also in the Lord is talking about. But if you're not trusting in the Lord and doing good, then you got to get along with God and confess your sin and get that straightened out first. Amen? If you're envious against the workers of iniquity, or fretting yourself because of e- uh, of uh, evil doers, you're trusting in you. Do you think you have the power to stop Al Qaeda if they want to do something? Now, I know, ladies, they never do this, but guys, they always thinking about something. Well, if I were on that plane, man, I'd grab a hold of that guy and and hey, that no, you wouldn't. <laughs> And if you did, listen, fret not thyself. Maybe this is all the farther we're going to go. I don't know. We'll see. There's so much in this psalm. But if you'll delight thyself also in the Lord, he will give thee the desires of thine heart. Then verse 5 says, Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in Him, and He shall bring it to pass. And He shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the noonday. Now, I, I love the promise that's in this verse. It says, listen, you delight yourself also in the Lord. He'll give thee the desires of thy heart. The the next thing is, commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in Him. None of us know what the future holds. Excuse me. Isn't that a good thing? Isn't that a wonderful thought? You know, there's a reason why God doesn't tell you the future. You see, if you knew the future... You'd be tempted to go down to Wall Street and invest in it, and you get thrown in jail because that's illegal. You're not allowed to make money on investments that you, you have. It's called insider information. Talk to Martha Stewart about that. Uh-huh. Listen, God doesn't tell you the future because if you knew it, you'd be making plans to do something about it. Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him. What's it say here? Did you catch that? And he shall bring it to pass. God will take care of you. We sing that song. God will take care of you. Isn't that beautiful song? And it's true. But God's not going to take care of you if you decide to go out and play in traffic. You just might get run over. God will take care of you if you'll commit your way unto Him. Amen? If you'll just commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in Him, and He shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light. How many of you want to be more righteous tomorrow than you are today? Isn't that a wonderful thought? Well, it says, commit thy way unto the Lord... Trust also in Him, and He's going to bring it to pass. He's going to enhance your righteousness. You are going to be a shining light in a dark day. And it says, "And bring and thy judgment as the noonday." I mean, what, what these talk show hosts always say: "Shining the light of truth among the rats of whatever." And that's not talk show host job. That's the job of the Christian, amen. And he's going to bring forth thy judgment. You know, the financial world stands in awe of Warren Buffett. He just got knowledge. I mean, he knows. He makes money when everybody loses money. Smart guy. have you ever thought about at work when people look at you and they see things happen they say why aren't you messed up like I am he's going to bring forth that judgment as a noonday showing the light of God's truth on sinful people's inability to make the right decisions that's what judgment's all about it's making decisions it's making choices in your life every day We make choices. Are they going to bring you closer to the Lord or take you farther away? I've met people and we've talked and they've, well, this is the way I'm going. I said, boy, I don't know about that. And they'll take that, boy, I mean, it looks like a nice road. It looks like it's got a, and it just starts curving. And years later, you hear from them. Boy, did I mess up everything. Hey, you don't have to take that... You don't have to take that detour. God doesn't want to send you through Booneyville. God wants you on the road of righteousness. He wants you to make right decisions. He doesn't want you to wake up three-quarters of the way through your life. We have this midlife crisis thing today. You want me to tell you why most of the world doesn't have midlife crisis problems? Because they're too busy just trying to get enough food to stay alive for the next day. They don't have time to worry about midlife crisis, they just want food to take home to their family for that night. That's the way most of the world lives. We've got so much that we've we've got to... we're, We're worried about our legacies. But if we could understand how spiritually poor we are... Remember the poor in spirit? They're blessed. Blessed are the poor in spirit. When we admit what we don't have, that's... That's what opens the door for God to do these things. I've had people tell me, Oh, you're just lucky, Pastor. I just bite my tongue. I'm not lucky. You commit your way unto the Lord, trust also in Him, and He'll bring it to pass. He'll do these things. Look at verse 7. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Fret not thyself because of Him who prospereth in His way because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently. God has not forgotten you. Rest in the Lord. Do you know what it means to rest in the Lord? It just simply means rest. It means you're not working. He is. You know, everybody gets ahead. Have you noticed that? You're sitting there at the stoplight and a little car pulls up beside you. You know, I don't mind if they put their life at their own risk, but I just don't like it when they put my life at risk. But they got to be first. They just got to get in there. I mean, there's just a part of me wants to go, hey, I'm bigger than they are. I'll cut them off. I got 10 cylinders, they only got four. Hey, wait a minute. Don't. Hey. Don't worry about those people that are prospering because they're doing wrong things. It's not that kind of prosperity doesn't last long. Don't worry about the person that butts in front of you. Don't worry about the people who get something done. I know the story of a church after it all fell apart. They had a pastor in there. He always got things done. He was bribing the building inspectors. He was buying the inspection inspector, uh, in, inspection tickets for the church vans. Uh, he was a real crook. And boy, everything was looking good on the outside. Man, that church was running 250 in Sunday school. And I mean, the letters were going out and people were impressed and people were donating money and... It wasn't too long before that guy ran off with the other pastor's wife. Tore that whole thing up. Nothing left there today. Nothing. Independent Baptist Church. Why? That guy got fretting himself because. Everybody was getting something done. So he's going to go out there. He's going to fight fire with fire. He's going to get something done. Hey, let me tell you, he got a lot done, but none of it counts for eternity. You you just rest in the Lord and wait patiently for Him. God is not in a hurry. I always am. I'm always late, aren't you? Am I the only one that's always late? Hmm? Give me some comfort here. Okay, there we go. Got at least one honest one. Thanks, Ted. And uh, I mean, we're always trying to get more done than we have time to do it. I need to learn to rest a little more in the Lord. I want to learn this thing. Don't worry. Those people that think they're getting ahead, they got to stand before God one day. I'd rather stand before God and say, God, I didn't get much done, but I I tried to wait. God said, what do you think you're going to accomplish anyway, my son? Amen. If anything's going to happen, I'm going to be the one that does it, not you. So just wait patiently for him. He'll get done what he wants to get done if we just stay out of his way. Amen. Cease from anger, verse 8, and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. For evildoers shall be cut off, but those that wait upon the Lord, they shall inherit the earth. For yet a little while the wicked shall not be. Yea, thou shalt diligently consider his place, and it shall not be, but the meek shall inherit the earth and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. The wicked plotteth against the just and gnasheth upon him with his teeth. The Lord shall laugh at him. For he seeth that his day is coming. The wicked have drawn out the sword, and they have bent their bow to cast down the poor and the needy and to slay such as be of upright conversation. Their sword shall enter into their own heart, and their bows shall be broken. A little that a righteous man hath is better than the riches of many wicked. For the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholdeth the righteous." The Lord knoweth the days of the upright, and their inheritance shall be forever. They shall not be ashamed in in the evil time, and in the days of famine they shall be satisfied. But the wicked shall perish, and the enemies of the Lord shall be as the fat of lambs. They shall consume into smoke, shall they consume away. The wicked borroweth and payeth not again, but the righteous showeth mercy and giveth. For such as be blessed of him shall inherit the earth and they that be cursed of him shall be cut off. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delighteth in his way. Though he fall he shall not he shall not be utterly cast down for the Lord upholdeth him with his hand. I have been young and am now and now am old yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. He is ever merciful and lendeth, and his seed is blessed. Depart from evil and do good and dwell forevermore. The next command is verse 27. We go down through all those verses. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Now, there's a great temptation out there to get back at people. I don't get mad, I get even. How many of you have ever said that? Don't raise your hands. doesn't do you any good. Cease from anger. Forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. Don't lower yourself. To the same level as the people who serve the devil or serve themselves. If you're delighting in the Lord, can you get angry in anybody else? That's awful hard. If you're satisfied with what God gives you, are you going to want what other people have? You know, this is Where we're going here. And this psalm just, I mean, we could go through the life of David. David certainly had opportunity to fret himself because of evildoers, did he not? His own son Absalom betrayed him. Saul, the king, was plotting against him every move he made as a young man. And remember, when Saul was doing all, David was in his teens most of that time. And yet here he was having to act more mature than the king of Israel, who was his own father-in-law, by the way. I mean, stop and think about that. People love to quote this verse about, I've been young and now I'm old, and yet have I not seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. Beautiful verse, is it not? Again, God is here. God doesn't want to get a bad testimony because of His children. Amen? God doesn't want us running around looking like we fell out of a goodwill basket. Uh, You know, we've been fishing in the bin before the Salvation Army gets the leftovers. God, God doesn't want us running around like beggars on this earth but did you read little that the righteous have is better than the riches of many wicked we don't need all these things we just need to get close to Jesus and all these things will take care of themselves amen it doesn't mean you need to eat steak three times a day What it means is you need satisfaction with the Lord. That's something the world will never have. Wow. Let's see here. We're down to verse 27. Depart from evil and do good and dwell forevermore. You know, there's not a one of us that does not do battle with sin unless you're unsaved. Then you're overcome by sin. Depart from evil. Just get it out of your life. Run away from it. Throw it out of the car. Get rid of it. Depart from it, it says, and do good. You know, how how difficult is it to do good sometimes? It's not. Normally, it's not difficult to do good. Amen? Amen? And it says, "...and dwell forevermore, for the Lord loveth judgment." Uh Uh-oh. Now, that doing good and the Lord loveth judgment is talking about the same thing, my friend. You've got to spend some time judging what goes on in your life, in your heart, in your thought process... And you've got to be able to get out there and put the stamp, reject. I'm not going to allow myself to think this way. I'm not going to allow myself to feel this way. I'm not going to allow myself to desire these things because it's wrong. The Lord loveth judgment, it says, and forsaketh not his saints. They are preserved forever, but the seed of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell therein forever. The mouth of the righteous speaketh wisdom, and his tongue talketh of judgment. That's what righteousness is all about. It is pointing out what is true and what is best versus the wickedness of this world. There are so many things that are out there in this world. And you can involve yourselves in them even as a Christian. But as as having judgment, you say, no, I'm not going to do that. You know, it was Lot that pitched his tent toward Sodom. That was years before he moved into the city of Sodom. Was it evil for Lot to pitch his tent facing Sodom? Not in and of itself but it was the first step toward the destruction of his family. It says, The law of God is in his heart, and none of his steps shall slide. The wicked watcheth the righteous and seeketh to slay him. The Lord will not leave him in his hand, nor condemn him when he is judged. Wait on the Lord... Keep his way, and he shall exalt thee to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, thou shalt see it. There's the next command. Wait on the Lord and keep his way. Just do what God wants you to do today. Amen? I want to commend you. You're in church tonight. That's where you belong. Amen? Wait on the Lord. Keep his way. Read your Bible schedule. Amen? If you get behind, pick up where you are. Try not to... If you have time to catch up, catch up. But do it today. Amen? Wait on the Lord. It says, and keep his way. I have seen the wicked in great power, spreading himself like a green bay tree. Yet he passeth away. Lo, he was not. Yea, I sought him... But he could not be found. I read those verses. You know what I think of? I think of Benito Mussolini. I think of Adolf Hitler. I mean, those guys had the world by the tail in their days. Did they not? But uh, I may remember what happened to Benito Mussolini. Hung up by his heels and shot like a goat. Adolf Hitler. The only people that are worried about where Adolf Hitler is today are the tabloids. He planned the Falkland invasion. Did you know that? He's still alive. No, he's not. They're still searching for his body. But it doesn't matter. He's where... He's met his reward, part of it anyway. He started a Reich that was supposed to last a thousand years. Did it last a thousand days? A little over that. Didn't last a thousand weeks. They're here. He passed away. Lo, he was not. Amen. Mark the perfect man. This is the last command. We're going to get through it. Mark the perfect man. Behold the upright, for the end of that man is peace. Mark. Put a mark on some people. You ought to put a mark on people that are serving God and say, I'm going to follow that man. Because that the end of those people that follow God is peace. But transgressors shall be destroyed together, the end of the wicked shall be cut off. But the salvation of the righteous is of the Lord. He is their strength in time of trouble, and the Lord shall help them and deliver them. He shall deliver them from the wicked he shall, and save them because they trust in Him. And all God's people said? Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this incredible chapter in your Word." Lord, we ask that we would take the commands that are written here into heart. That we would carefully study this chapter on our own and read it over and over again. And Lord, we would not fret ourselves. We would delight Thyself in You. We'd commit our way unto You. We'd rest in You. We'd cease from anger. Wait on the Lord. We'd mark the perfect man. We'd just... Follow those people that you've given us for examples and don't let me forget, Lord, to depart from evil and do good. We ask that you would allow us to set these things up as markers in our life to keep us serving you. In Jesus' name we pray. And we'll just keep our heads bowed. If you'd like to spend a few minutes talking to the Lord, if he's touched your heart about something here, then this psalm, the altar is open.